0: Stop whining, make a bold move and do something amazing with your 40 plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell it like it is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. So you're a man of a certain age. You may be rolling around with a little extra luggage on the bod and then you think nobody wants me, nobody loves me, I'm ashamed of my body. I don't think i can ever find anything and then one day god created the bears and the bears were made whole by being part of the community and that today is what we're talking about about loving yourself being yourself and talking to a guy that it was so crazy when he showed up in my world i'm like oh my gosh i think this is the guy i already know not because we slept together not going there because we had crossed paths in our lives as coaches and um, i'm so glad that john fisher is here he is known as the coach cub that is actually his domain as well and we're going to have a wonderful conversation about health and wellness and mental wellness and being a bear and loving yourself and being in your community the way that you want to be as a gay bisexual trans queer bear man so john welcome to the podcast buddy Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm just a a cub who showed up on your doorstep 10 years later.
0: And I said, no, 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 no. no. You didn't sleep with me, so we can't do this. No, I'm kidding. We just, (laughs) we just, we had, we had, I remember our conversations were really cool because you were kind of just getting going. I had kind of just gotten going, but my other podcast was getting off the ground and we were both kind of like, Hey, let's, you know, let's kind of compare notes about what we're doing and everything. And now here you are. I mean, I love it that you run this group called Belly. I mean, that alone is just really cool. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk a little bit about all this sort of stuff. But, you know, why why did you step into like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna create this world for the bears, so to speak? What was the driver for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, it's it started with me kind of going through my own journey of like growing up pretty destructive not knowing how to take care of myself until i came out in my 20s and woke up thinking like how do i care for my body and how do i like tend to my mental health and you know spent like two decades sorting through all of that um and then got as to a
0: as, as most of us do it takes right? at least yeah. a decade or two to really get this sorted it's out it's
1: never ending so right. but i got to a place where i was like okay i've got a lot you know figured out i'm seeing some progress in my physical and mental health became a board certified health and wellness coach and you know you've gone through programs like they always tell you niche down but everyone's always afraid to so I spent the first six months just being like I'm going to be you know a generic coach for everybody um and then decided like no I really need to niche down and right under my nose was the bare community because I was a part of it I had a slimmer body back then um But my husband's a bear. It was the group that I I resonated with and wanted to be around. And I also grew up, you know, feeling a little bit different, as probably a lot of us do who are queer. Um, But my dad actually came out when I was 10. So I think experiencing, like, being in a family that was different than the rest of the folks in the suburbs in Connecticut, I just Mm -hmm. became hypersensitive to how different types of people were treated differently. Hmm. and in particular, friends with bigger bodies. I saw Hmm. their insecurities. I, and I thought it was such a shame that, you know, people mistreated them, made fun of them. So I always had that kind of the back of my head. And I think it just kind of drove me forward to wanting to help this community uh, that I love, um, who's not catered to by the greater wellness, you know, industry as a whole, and typically judged by society. And I thought, you know, it would be really cool to help create an authentic space for them to figure out how to be well in, in a way that feels right to them. So that that's what led me to get started about eight years ago.
0: It is interesting to see how we all as humans carry stuff forward, right? But especially if you happen to be a guy who is on the larger side. I mean, I've been a big guy my whole life. Not like obese, big. I mean, uh, well, I guess according to the according to the standards, I'm obese. I'm like, okay, you know, fuck the standards. But um, (laughs) I mean, I always they're bullshit anyway. They are bullshit. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. But uh, I mean, all through you know, middle school, somewhat grade school, on into high school, I was just a guy with some extra weight on him. But then as I started to really grow into myself, I'm like, well, wait, I'm. I'm a six foot four tall guy. So most people are going to look at me and like, go, okay, he played football or something like, Oh no, I don't think so. I don't want to get hurt, you know? (laughs) Uh, But it is one of those things that it carries forward. And even as I went through my life of like being married to a woman and everything, I allowed some of that to actually be detrimental to me. I mean, I got to the point where I put on a lot of weight and like, okay, well, this was my way of hiding myself. Right. Sure. Until one of the times I was having one of my, illicit hookups while I was married. And this guy said to me, he didn't call me a bear. That actually pissed me off the first time somebody called me a bear. I got really pissed oh, off. interesting. <clears throat> but he said, I just really like a big man. I'm like, what do you mean a big man? Uh, I, OK, and I'm not going to go where we don't need to go. But I'm like, are you talking about what's between my legs? I mean, it's it's nice, but I'm like, I don't consider it big. <laughs> no, no, no. He goes, I just like a big man. I'm like, really? That's kind of interesting. And then another one of my lovely little, you know, hookups said something similar. And suddenly my whole mind started to change. Like, well, wait, I guess people find this attractive. I didn't. And I went to the extreme right after I came out of the closet where I went from about 260 pounds to 180. Oh, okay. Okay. And if you could see pictures of anybody, I mean, I post them a few times on Instagram and stuff, but um, if you saw the pictures, you would be like, this guy's really sick.
1: He's very sick. Same thing. I did, same thing happened to me when I, I lost weight in my late twenties. I look back and I'm like, Ooh, that was, yeah.
0: Yeah. It wasn't good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't, you know, and I'm surprised that <laughs> I'm still with my husband because that's when he met me. He was like, okay, here's this thing. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, we we were both slimmer then, but I was extreme, I mean, so slim that my parents, of course we were having clashes because of me coming out. They actually thought I was HIV positive, and that's why this all happened. I'm like, mm, no, that's not why all this happened, mom and dad. So, please don't make those funky little assumptions, right? But um it's carried forward because anytime I get a little extra weight on, I get a little nervous. Now, I've also learned how to manage it good and you know, I, I'm working on losing some weight right now because of just some health stuff, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't let it like drive me to the brink. Good. I don't let it be unhealthy. And I think so many guys over 40 in our community who have some of this quote extra weight or you don't have the six pack abs or the bubble butter, whatever it is the standards get so thrown at you to be part of our community. And then suddenly you are really down on yourself. Right. So as you work with your guys, I'm assuming not that I want to make an ass out of myself by assuming something, but I'm assuming a lot of the guys you work with come with this kind of baggage.
1: Yeah, it definitely, it's interesting. It runs the gamut, you know, like there are certain folks in the bear community who have learned to embrace themselves and you're in you're in a community of people who are validating you for being bigger, mm-hmm. but a lot of them still do have some trauma or something yeah, from childhood on, you know, being mistreated or judged um, or, or even now being judged by large, you know, the, the greater society where it, it will get to you. So I feel like the, the ex- extreme of it kind of varies, um, but I feel like most people have something under the, under the surface. Yep. Um, that, you know, that ends up affecting how they show up in the world, how they view themselves, how they treat other people. Um, and that's why my, my mission is working with folks in the bear community so that we can all learn to, you know, take care of ourselves and support each other more. Like I want to make the bear community more accepting and more kind because, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately it's not always like it's, you know it's still a judgmental space
0: um well yeah because so there's there, a, there's a whole gamut there's a whole gamut within the bear community too there's yeah. the muscle bears there's the stocky bigger bear you know it's like it, it yeah it, and i mean i love my i love my community in general <clears throat> but there have been times i've been in some bear communities and i'm like they were not interested in letting me in whatsoever i'm like okay you know i'd did I offend you by just even saying hello or something? So Mm -hmm. I know this is what we do as humans. I mean, let's get real. We we, as humans can be very judgmental, but I was really surprised. In fact, we went on a, um, a cruise. Uh, this is years ago. And was it? Yeah, it was a gay. Yes, it was a gay cruise. It was out of long beach to just down to Mexico and back. And there happened to be a whole contingent of bears from a LA bear group. And, we tried to say hi and, you know, talk with a few of them. And it was very, just very cliquish. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I'm kind of one of you guys, right? I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm not big, 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 but I'm a big yeah. guy and, and furry and all these sort of things. And it was just really interesting. Again, I'm not going to knock like one experience, but sometimes I think this is part of what we contend with is like, that completely. judgmental piece
1: yeah i i think so and my my whole spiel is like you know you're you're figuring out who you are you come out you know you you may have been judged when you're younger and then it's like oh now i'm part of like the lgbtqia plus community i found my people i'm safe and it's like not necessarily (laughs) like you know you could still be you know highly judged and mistreated within that community and then you may stumble on the bear community and think oh no okay finally i found you know the center of my community of bigger body people and then yeah you show up at a party and you know there's clicks or you know you're not a muscle bear so you're excluded or you know so many times people have said to me the word enough like they'll reach out to me and say like I want to come to your events but like I don't know if my belly's big enough or it's too big or I'm not hairy enough or Mm -hmm. you know it's like you have this alternative subculture but then you know it's almost like hipsters in New York it's like you know you are trying to you know be outside the fray of, of society but then now you have right. to fit into that so it's like you've bears who are trying to fit into the bear community and maybe excluded um so my so my group and the people i work with it's very inclusive i get, actually get all types of bodies and i use bear as like a signal of like this is a body positive space right but i'll get people with like thinner bodies people who aren't hairy people who are a lot older than they you know may be accepted in other spaces so it ends up being like an eclectic group that all mm-hmm. understand that like what we're doing is geared toward bears and bigger bodies, but anyone can be a part of it. That's awesome. Um, Cause otherwise then I'm, where do I draw the line on things? Then you just become as, you know, you know, you become ex- exclusive, which is not what I want to be.
0: Right. Well, and I think that's part of being a warm and welcoming, inclusive community. And yeah, honestly, sometimes I feel like as a community, we miss that Mark more often than we should, you know, and I'm not saying you have to embrace everybody. I'm not, that's not the message here, but for a community who most wants to be accepted and embraced, sometimes we just don't do a very good job of that, you know?
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, part of it is, you know, when you're you know, mistreated by others, you turn around and mistreat other people. And then there, I, there seems to be this, like, real um, drive to, like, want to reject before you get rejected, I see, mm. where it's like, if I mm-hmm. exclude you and I don't open myself up to get hurt. So it ends up being kind of shut off um in some queer spaces and then like in my growler profile i have it up where i'm like we've been through enough bullshit as a community and as people like at the very least let's just be nice to each other like we don't don't have to like sleep with everyone you don't have to be friends with everyone but like let's just not be actively mean to each other Mm -hmm. Mm um and you know that's all to say you know there's also a lot of kind people and there are a lot of good people out there too. <laughs> right. And I think that's what that's what's really been encouraging to me. It's like when I put on events or I put on retreats or I'm coaching, it's like there are so many people who are kind and want to be part of you know a nice mm-hmm. community. Um, so yeah, it just takes time. It's like everyone needs to work on healing themselves.
0: Absolutely. but that isn't I think that's the biggest piece of it as coaches. what we realize is it is a matter of working on yourself. I mean, we can, we can take, we can help take our clients to the water, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. We can try to help you drink, but you've got to be willing to go do the work. And I, I have found in my world, I can, I can take you a lot of places, but if you're not willing to do the vested work, there's only so far I can help you out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of gay men, this is why I love the work, will Be excited and they're ready to go do it, but we have to hold the space to make them feel safe to do it. And I think that's one of the things I see is you're creating a very safe, warm, welcoming space, Mm -hmm. whether you're truly a bear or not, we're saying you're inclusive, you're inclusive, you're included, right? And um, I think that's a really big piece of the puzzle. So speaking of events and things that you do, I mean, you started coaching. I know when we first met, you were like health and wellness coaching, looking at that, you were still catering. Like, I, I, I do remember this one conversation we had, John, about yeah. So I'm trying to take this group to like the farmer's market and like really help them embrace going to the farmer's market and yeah. looking at option, I was like, that's so cool. Like, you know, now that also was immediately in my head. I was like, Well, but are some gonna get offended? Like, oh, just because I'm a big bear, you'd think I don't know how to. Go. I'm like, No, I don't think that's <laughs> what John's doing at all. It's like, hey, here's a good way to do this. But as you started to grow the business and you started to realize here's a path I'm taking. What was one of the first events that you're like, I'm so excited to like put this out there and see if I can really get that community to embrace it. Cause I know you do lots of different things, but I'm wondering like, what was that really first event that you're like, okay, I don't know, man, I don't know if it's going to work.
1: Yeah. That's well, first of all, good memory. <laughs> like the fact that you remember that, cause that's how I started my group essentially was, it was like a, it was the gay men's farmer's market group.
0: (laughs) Yes. And then
1: that, that turned into like a bear version. And then that turned into, you know, a massage group that then added on yoga and other things. I think like I did so much and originally I brought on a business partner who was also doing a lot of like sensual and tantric type stuff. That was not my wheelhouse. Um, so there's like a, a interesting patch for a while where we're putting on some really interesting <laughs> events, right. Like Roman themed parties and whatever we ended up splitting on very good terms. And cause I wanted to focus solely on like wellness and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the most interesting event I can remember doing was I started doing cuddle piles mm-hmm. that were platonic. So it was like clothing on and, you know, I wasn't sure how people would, react to it because there's so many sexual events in New York city where I was hosting. And my whole thing was like, you know, you can find candy anywhere. And I'm sitting here being like, let's eat, you know, baby carrots in a circle of essentially like holding on, just cuddling, nothing sexual. And people came and they loved it. And people had transformational experiences like crying in the, in the center, sharing afterward, people not wanting to leave really beautiful. And then I started incorporating sound healing. So I had, uh, someone come and do a sound bath while we're in the cuddle pile. And that was like, when I was like, this is the shit, like this yeah. is awesome. And that people right. wanted to be involved in it. And that I was able to throw it off. So throw, yeah, put it on. So that was probably one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And then my most recent retreat in Portugal was like the biggest thing that I put on. That was the most, you know, um, the biggest ask for people to fly to Portugal and be a part right. of something I was putting on. And that was like, Holy shit, you know, I'm right. Put I th- put this on and people came and people had transformational experience. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to do more. But yeah, I think I think the cuddle pile that was like a few years ago. That was like a real pivotal moment.
0: That's so interesting because another um <clears throat> guy that I know who lives in the New York City area, um, he started the cuddleist. That's his oh, business. Yeah, yeah. And um I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I'm like, and I and I have been a part of a group many years ago where we did men's transformational work for gay men. Deep dive stuff. Men's inner journey. And um, it was always interesting to kind of see how the guys reacted in the cuddle pile. Because again, ours was I would say platonic. I mean, we actually had them do a cuddle pile after a very intensive exercise. Oh, wow. <laughs> where let's just say they were all, they could be dressed however they want. There was no nudity, but by the time they got to the cuddle pile, they were a sweaty mess because there was a lot of release of energy and a release of emotions and all this sort of stuff. And even as that happened and we've, we were playing beautiful serene music and, you know, inviting them into the pile to like, just be, just be no talking, just be, you can touch, you can feel each other you can hold each other. And it was pretty emotional. I mean, sure. I, I, as a facilitator, I'm sitting there on the edges watching this whole thing going down. Right. And just like, I'm like <clears throat> balling in my own way. Right. It's a beautiful Luckily, sight. I was, I, it is a beautiful sight. Luckily I was kind of facilitator, but I was also the cook. So I'm like, I can only watch this for a little because these bitches I got to feed them right after yeah, this. Is over yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was like, okay, we're going to go eat, which was always so interesting, John, because I, well, I was a participant one year and then I think for three years in a row, I was facilitator and, and cook. Okay. <clears throat> and not small cooking. I mean, there were, there were 30, 40 people at these things. So wow. it was, it was a lot for me, but I, I come from the hospitality industry. So I was like, yeah, I'm a chef. So no big deal. But it was so interesting to watch them come out of that puppy pile and into the kitchen. Sure. Because even that was a completely different experience there wasn't like this, just got to eat. Got Some of them did because it was an emotional thing. And yeah. now they're, you know, their systems are like really hungry. And we went into, we actually brought them to lunch with the intention that when you come into lunch, the next three hours is silent meditation time. Nobody speaks. The only, actually the only person who could speak at that time was me. Because if there was questions about soup or something or like that, then mm-hmm. there, that could be done. But and it was so interesting to watch the energy because some guys came in and they were just like so serene. And you could see them like even how they ate. yeah, and the time they spent with the food and all the sort of stuff was really, really beautiful,
1: yeah, it's it's wild to see that transformation. And we like when I do a, a cuddle pile in New York City, you know, people travel into Manhattan from different boroughs and everyone's a stranger, and we just enter a room. And we do it for two hours, and then by the end, everybody's just interlocking, and their faces have softened, and everyone's just, like, in this huge, you know, love pile. Like, there's so many chemicals pumping through (laughs) you that make you feel loved and connected that I have to be like, let's get grounded, let's get back in our bodies, because, like, the rest of Manhattan didn't just do this. So, like, we're going to go back out on the street, and, like, people are going to be mean. uh, and don't. Well, and
0: that can be a real shock to the system.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Just the reentry is such an interesting piece of the puzzle.
1: Yeah. I'm like, don't I mean, don't go lean on someone in the subway and try to, you know.
0: (laughs) But it's interesting because it's I mean, it's similar, but it's different. But um, Coachella is, is just finishing up today as we're recording. So Coachella music in the desert. And I've had some friends who go to it and they're like, it's such an experience. I'm like, I'm sure it is. You know, they're like, and they're like, and with then when we re-enter the world, I'm like, I'm sure, because it's all it's like Burning Man too. I've had lots of friends do Burning Man. They're like, mm-hmm. as soon as you get in your vehicle to leave Burning Man, it's like you're good as long as you're out in the desert. And then suddenly you get to that first stop sign and there's cars going. On. Yeah. It's like, wait, what just happened here? You know? And uh, totally. I remember a lot of like
1: depression, you know, you can get real depressed after an event like mm-hmm.
0: that. Well, and that's why I think it's so important. And I'm sure you do this. Like you, you talk about the reentry and you prepare them. You know, I remember at the retreat, so I did it and then I became a staff member and then my husband did it like a year, a year or two after. So I knew, I mean, I didn't tell him anything, you know, I I told him a little bit, but this was at a time where he wasn't as interested in this sort of stuff as I was. Mm -hmm. So by the time he decided to dive in, I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not telling you what you're about to go through i said i will just tell you this it will be a profound experience and when you come out of it you're gonna feel like just probably more things than you've ever felt in your life right so this one happened to be up in the seattle area on one of the islands in puget sound and i could see him transforming throughout the whole thing and and, and because we weren't sleeping together or anything because you know mm-hmm. staff was here and um I could see those moments where it's almost like there was some freedom happening for him. And then there'd be like this little check-in with me. I'm like, go, man. Just like, you know, no, I, I'm not even here. Like, literally, not even. And we were very calculated in where I facilitated, you know, to make sure yeah, I wasn't facilitating yeah, with it's him. Delicate. <clears throat> but um, it's very delicate. But it was so interesting. We got back into Seattle and we were spending. Yeah, I think we spent the afternoon and the evening there before we flew home, and then we're walking through Seattle, and he's like, "Everything's so vivid, everything's so alive." I'm like, "Uh huh." He goes, "Don't you feel it?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> like not I've really." Cooking not soup, like, <laughs> right? I've been <laughs> cooking shit for y'all for four days, yeah. But I mean, I do because I still feel the yeah. not not yeah, to yeah. the degree that I did when I did it myself. But um, so I'm curious, like the whole Portugal trip did you that's got to be intense for guys that are leaving someplace like that and then they got to fly all the way home I mean that's got to be an interesting experience too
1: yeah big time and like as soon as you're talking about cooking like our you know my, my retreat's fairly small so it was like seven guests plus me and a team of four including a chef and you know the chef was in the kitchen a lot but even even he at the end was like that was transformational for me like to be around this energy and the love and to get hugs and to be working in this space. Like he got a lot out of it just from mm-hmm. being in the kitchen. Um yep. And that's kind of, I did a lot of meditation before I went with my meditation teacher from Maine and visualizing what I wanted to happen. And part of it was like, everyone involved is going to get exactly what they need out of this, you know, like a lot of retreats. Um So I, I br- purposely bring in, staff who are part of the bear community who get what we're doing and who will also benefit right. um but yeah i mean we had a transformational experience it was a lot of fun like it's called camp bear hug because i want it to be lighthearted and like summer camp so you know we're doing yoga and stretching but then we're also dancing and denise our yoga teacher um from lisbon did taught us like belly dancing and ballet and you know, it was kind of silly and we went to winery so it was like I didn't want it to be like over the head, like wellness retreat. We're doing a lot of work. We yep. did have things peppered in. Like I did some body positive workshops and a lot of people opened up, but it was like, it's almost like, you know, you're feeding people medicine with like candy or something. You're like, we're having a lot of fun, but like you are healing, <laughs> you know, and you are connecting and this is gonna be transformational for you. So, um, so by the time people left, yeah, people were crying. People didn't want to leave. People felt like their best friends, and we, we have a WhatsApp group and then, you know, it's been eight months and everyone's still talking on there. Cool. So, you know, I think, I think that was the good part was like, it was a small enough group that people can really become good friends. And although they were back home and a lot of people felt that post retreat kind of sadness, we we're still kicking and joking on WhatsApp and sending photos and gifts and, and then people from different parts of the world were already visiting each other. Like one gentleman who came from the UK, Like he went to Madrid to visit somebody during New Year's. Then he was in New York visiting all the Queens here in New York and people were coming up from, so like, we were all staying in touch. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think that really helped. Um, And I did a, you know, a zoom call at New Year's with them. Um,
0: So. Well, it's important to keep, to build that community. You already know that. It's like, you know, once it's built and it's also important, what I learned throughout the years, it's also important to, be okay when somebody walks away from the community too, because then yeah. your ego, your ego gets in the way really bad. And I, I have friends who run retreats and they're like, but that person isn't active. I'm like, and that's exactly where they're supposed to be. That's exactly yeah. how they're supposed to be. You know, exactly. And I, we're I, not, I we're don't not take call. it personally. <laughs> no, no. And I mean, I, I run a men's a men's zoom group once a month for, for this podcast. And we get together mm-hmm. like the third Monday of each month and, Fun. We just kind of, you know, get together for it. And some months, you know, I might have 10 other months. I've had as many as 30 or 40 guys. And I'm like, whatever works, you know, cool. I don't let it get in my head that, oh, my gosh, I'm, it, it's just it's here. It's this is the gift you get to do this. And if it works for you, great. If not, that's OK, too. You know,
1: yeah, and people so, come in and out of things. You know, it's like I've had people come to an event eight years ago and then I don't see them for like five years and they pop up. You know, it's like people, a lot going on, but, um,
0: but yeah. So speaking uh, of a lot going on, you've got two retreats going on this year, right?
1: I do. So everything went so well last year that I decided to do two more retreats this year in Portugal. Um, so I have one coming up in July, uh, from July 1st to the 9th and it's, uh, all similar format where we're at a retreat house for five nights. Um, you know, out in the countryside, near the coast, north of of Lisbon, and then we do a few nights in Lisbon after, uh, which helps with that kind of balance, where it's, like, we're connecting, rubbing, you know, doing some work together, but then we're going into the city for a few nights, we're going to gay bars, we're going out to dinner, and we're just, like, you know, a lot of inside jokes and having fun, Um, so that's uh, the July one, and it's kind of, like, a summer camp, you know, beach vacation, and then I have one, in September in northern Portugal, September 3rd to the 10th, which is wine-themed. So it's wine wine and bears. Um, and that we're just using, you know, wine as a vehicle to learn more about Portuguese history and culture and beauty and still have that body positive, you know, supportive energy that I have at other retreats. Um, so those are the two that are coming up and really what I think kind of sets Apart, this experience from a lot of other bear parties and experiences is, it's not centered around alcohol. Even the wine one, it's like we're gonna have a little bit of wine, but it's not about getting drunk and partying, and it's not about sex. It's about you know really connecting with each other on a deep level, and that's what we experienced last year. It's like everyone stayed in that friend zone, just like loving on each other and supporting each other, and you know being intimate in ways that are you know loving, but no one wanted to get out of that mode. Like my libido went away for two weeks. Cause it was like, I was getting so nourished by the group. Right. And I heard from other people too, same thing. They're just like, no, I didn't want to, I didn't want to shift gears, you know? Um, so it's just an interesting thing. And I, I love drinking. I love partying. I love sex, but it's just, we need other, a variety of spaces. It doesn't have to always be about that. It doesn't always have to be about going out to a huge crowd and, you know, coming home hungover and tired and, you know, either disappointed that you didn't have sex or maybe right. you had too much of it or whatever. <laughs> like, it's all fun, but I just want to create a different setting, a different container for people in the bear community in particular to connect and just, like you said about the cuddle pile, just be. Like, just let their guard down, let their belly out, and just, like, be themselves.
0: What do you enjoy most about being able to serve your community in this way?
1: I mean definitely seeing any kind of like transformation big or small to me and like is really powerful and like having people i guess see themselves the way i see them like i i really love seeing people's potential and seeing their whole person um we had one guy who came to the retreat last september who has never taken a shirt off in public like you know it was a childhood thing that he brought with him through life. And I know there's a lot of people like that. Um, And we created the safe space. We had a pool at the house and everyone's, you know, it's clothing optional at the pool, nowhere else, but some people were naked. Some people have their shirts off. He didn't for the first few days. And then, you know, I think he started to realize like, you know, this is a really supportive space. And we went to the beach one day, still had his shirt on, And then we went to a lagoon and went swimming and like all the guys went out into the lagoon to swim. And then all of a sudden I saw him walking out with my co-host and he had his shirt off. And it was like, I could have just started bawling. (laughs) Like I was like, exactly. like that one moment made the whole thing, all the logistics, all the planning, like all of it worth it. And then he, then, you know, we were in Lisbon at a, a hotel with a pool. He ended up staying in Lisbon when everyone left, like he was still traveling. So we're all, you know, I was like, on the, probably at the airport or something, and he sent a video on WhatsApp of him in the hotel pool with his shirt off, like, without the group there, and with, like, you know, the general public around him, which is, like, massive.
0: Wow. So it's was like,
1: oh, my God. So, like, anything like that, to me, it's just, like, mm. pff, that makes, like, all the work I've ever done worth it, because he's, you know, dismantled this thing that sure could have taken on, he's 50, you know, he could have mm-hmm. gone his whole life like that. Mm. Um. So yeah, th- things like that, and just and just also getting out of it what I need, you know. It's like you know, it ends up being a little self serving. It's like I'm creating this subconsciously because I also want this, and I want to be loved and supported. So I'm putting it out there, but I'm also getting it back. And when I finished my retreat, I had a release in front of the group. Where I was just oh, like, I'm sure, Whoa! <laughs> like right, right. You know, like to f- me also feel supported and know that these people trusted me to do this Mm -hmm. was like a massive thing for my own trauma healing so um yeah i just love that it's you know reciprocal in that way
0: and i i i can't help but believe deep within each of us as gay men that if we would just trust ourselves and trust that inner that little inner guidepost that's there that got lost somewhere along the way from being told you can't be this or you're going to hell or you're too big or you're, you're too skinny. I mean, hello. I mean, I have a good friend who is is literally like probably the epitome of what most men would look at and go, Oh, I just wish I, I just wish I looked like that. Right. Yeah. No confidence whatsoever. Does not see it. Does not get it. Beautiful guy. You know, okay, maybe if you're not into furry chest, but I mean, he's that that furry chested guy that you go, I just wish I had that kind of a chest. And those yeah. just enough of ab, not like it it's there. You can see it, but it's not like it's rip, 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 right? And just beautiful smile, great physique, just great personality, and has the lowest self esteem in the world. And I wish if we as gay men could just embrace the beauty of who we are, and especially guys over 40. You know what? I hear so many of you guys who've come and you've come to my groups and you've you've been to the one on, you know, the third Monday of each month and all that sort of stuff. And you still just don't see yourself for the beautiful guy that you are. Yeah. And I think this is where John and I both meet in this space of as coaches and wanting to encourage people, whether it's through Coach Cub or here, that give yourself that full permission to love yourself. Because that's where it all begins. And even if you don't have a guy in your life, even if you don't feel like you have the right circle of friends, I can promise you this, when you shift the thoughts and you shift the focus away from what you don't have to what you do have and what you do bring to the world, because every one of us is a gift to the world, even though at times it feels like the world thinks we're all just the, you know, the worst thing for the world right now, especially here in the States and other parts of the planet, so to speak. But give yourself that gift of believing that message and see how things start to change. I can promise you this, that some of you would actually, if you're like, I can't ever lose weight, I can't ever lose weight, just by starting to believe that you can. And it doesn't have to be 30 pounds or 50 pounds. It could be two pounds. It could be a pound. Just the way you think about it will cause you to actually do some of that. So, um,
1: Yes, and I would add, it can also be zero. Like, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think part of it is we think we have, it's like, we have to do something in order to be valid. You know, it's like I need to lose weight and then I can be happy and people will love me and mm-hmm. I can have worth, or I need to make more money. It can be anything,
0: It can you be know, anything. and it's exactly. fine
1: to, uh, you know, want to obtain goals. Like part of my coaching is all about that as most coaching is, but my, my thing is like, you know, if we work on just accepting ourselves, unconditionally mm-hmm. as we are now as best as we can yep then you know taking steps to make changes from a place of self-love as opposed to like you know lack or you know a punitive measure of like i need to do this you know right. because i'm not worth it um so yeah i think i think you know being around people who understand that like you and me and guys who come to my events and you know probably your calls too it's like being around a community who can support you and just reinforce it's like you're good like you're a human being you have worth exactly how you are now and then from there like if someone wants to change it's like cool we can support you and you know help that but you don't have to to be a loving person who's worthy of of things in this world you know especially with weight i've given up i'm like i don't want to focus on weight anymore we're not here on this planet to lose weight yeah. like i want to you know do things that i enjoy and you know maybe you know, I've gained a lot of weight, especially through COVID. It's like, okay, you know, I want to be able to like snowboard and surf and I do a lot of activity. So I may try to lose a little bit just to be a little bit more flexible in those things. But mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to do anything for anyone, you know.
0: Right. Well, and I find uh, now the when only I go, person you have to do it for is yourself. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I find that when I when I've shifted to that too, like when I go shopping and I'm not focused on like, I need to buy the right food so I can lose weight and I need to be healthy. It's like you oh, can actually just relax. Like mm-hmm. take a deep breath and be like, Okay, like I'm fine, and now I can like yep. from this place decide what I want, how I want to feel, and how I want to show up in the world. Hmm.
0: Very cool. Okay, so if anybody wants to connect with you, Mr. John, where can they connect with you?
1: Yes, ma'am. So I'm yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna slap you, girl.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. I just said that. Um, I am on Instagram all the time, probably more than I would like to be, but I love connecting with people there. So I, I'm at coach.cub so mm. coach.cub um and then my website's you know a hub of everything i'm doing my i have a bear wellness podcast there i have all my classes all that um my retreat information at coachcub.com
0: very cool well so good to reconnect with you man and so glad you shared with my community and insights and guys you need to go to, you need to go to Portugal, Spain. Come on, just just do it. Just drop, drop all the bullshit, find a way to make it happen. Especially if you want to be in that kind of a world with other guys who are like, Hey, we're just, this is who we are. We're bears. Maybe you're not a bear. Maybe you like bears. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just there's a something about being with like-minded people that just really, even if you're like, I'm not a hundred percent sure if this is for me, take a chance, just yeah. take a chance. You never know. Well, very good, my friend. Thanks again so much for being here. And guys, thanks for listening. And again, if you want to reach out to John, you've got all the information. All of it will be on the website as well. And um, what, shout out to your podcast one more time because we can always use more podcasts for people to yeah. go listen to.
1: Thank you so much. Um, so it's the Bear Wellness Podcast with Coach Cub. So if you just search Bear Wellness Podcast, I think I'm the only one out there. Um, cool. But yeah, I appreciate you. It's so cool to cross paths with you again now exactly. like this is like how it was meant to be i think
0: like exactly
1: and I, I love everything you're doing and um yeah everyone who's listening it sounds like the group that you're running you know being able to connect even on zoom like you're doing that's a great space so that's awesome i may try to join for one monday um yeah. and i'm sending everyone lots of cub hubs hub cup hugs in the meantime
0: Cub hugs excellent all right Thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks, man. That's a wrap for 40 Plus. Gay men, gay talk. Where size doesn't matter, we drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus. Gay men, gay talk. Where the conversations continue.